Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers, an artist interview podcast produced in association with Beats Per Minute. I'm your host, Jeremy J. Fissette. On this episode, we get to meet Rosalie. Rosalie is a singer-songwriter who, until quite recently, was based in the Philly scene, but actually moved to rural Michigan in the middle of the 2020 COVID pandemic. In this chat, Rosalie and I talk about some of the motivations behind that move, along with some of the natural world benefits that she has discovered there. We also talk at length about her brand new album, No Medium, which is out on Spinster, her third solo record, including what it's like to write such raw and vulnerable songs, and what the writing and recording process was like as it actually was started quite a while ago. We talk about what it's like for her to finally be releasing these songs, and how she's ready for the world to hear them, as well as the cautious optimism that we both share in regards to touring in the increasingly vaccinated but still nerve-wracking 2021. So thank you for listening, and please enjoy. This is me meeting Rosalie. Um, how are, how are you? How have you been doing? Um, I'm doing all right. You know, it's a very strange time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, also, I moved from Philly to Michigan last fall to help my sister out. So it's been a big transition living in a very rural area. Um, but it's, it's good. A lot of time in nature, just, uh, Totally new lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then moving in the in the middle of the pandemic, I'm sure that was yeah. a little curvy. <laughs> it was. It was very strange. And I moved on election day. I oh I, I voted and got in the van and drove. <laughs> That's so strange. That's a big day. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a good way to keep my mind off of things. That's true. For sure. But. And then at least you know, by the time you got to Michigan, things were sort of looking up probably. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was, it took a couple weeks, but it, when I arrived in Michigan, I heard that Michigan had gone blue. Mm-hmm. So that was, it felt like a good omen. Yeah. A good sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you're, you mentioned you're in a rural area, so yeah. very different from Philly. Absolutely. Are you yeah. there to stay for now? Well, I'm not sure. So, so I grew up in Michigan, mm. but about two hours south of where I am now. Um, and you know, the pandemic and not being able to play shows and everything else being on pause. Um, my sisters, she's a single mom. I, one of my sisters. I, I have many. I'm one of seven. Oh wow. Kids, but um, <laughs> one of my older sisters. She's a single mom, and her son. Artil is wonderful, but he, he has autism and some chronic health problems. So just feel like a good time to help her out. And it kind of helped me out too, just to reset from, you know, Philly isn't, I love Philly, but it's also being in an urban setting um, for so long. It kind you know, you, you kind of start to build up these walls and mm. um, yeah, so it's been, it's, it's been difficult. I would definitely say it's been difficult, the transition, but it's also 
been uh, really beautiful in a lot of ways too. Yeah, I feel like I've noticed that happening sort of a lot these past few years. A lot of um, artists, whether it be musicians or otherwise, have been sort of relocating out of the urban locations and going into more sparse locations. I don't know, I think there's something about like, like you say, kind of, you know, the natural world kind of reconnecting with nature or maybe just like seeking something quieter mm-hmm. emotionally and act and literally. Yeah, I can feel it like on this. Yeah, so I got a puppy a few months ago <laughs> <laughs> just to complicate everything. So I'm, I'm walking all the time with her and I'm in the woods and just in a new way, like the, it's like on a cellular level, I can feel myself relaxing. Yeah kind of untangling maybe just the the low-key like buried stress that you kind of just carry being in a an urban setting i can just yeah feel it on this very subtle level but it's um it's definitely the change is noticeable Hmm. i think in other people too yeah (laughs) like other people notice it in me so much calmer now yeah like well, you just seem light and free and i'm like well, it's kind of weird because it's there's a lot of stressful things happening to feel that way but mm-hmm. it is true i mean i think nature is incredibly healing and i i, I advocate that everyone <laughs> have <laughs> to, access to, to it. move to rural michigan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it is kind of, you know, you, you moved in the middle of a pandemic, which yeah. is a stressful thing on top of a stressful thing. But at the same time, there's almost like what better time to kind of find a quieter place. Yeah, you know, absolutely. There's no, uh, yeah, that, you know, I was, I spent the better part, you know, March through November, just hanging out in my room, more or less. <laughs> and walked you know walked around the streets a lot but just kind of that idleness and at least here it it feels well and you know being helpful to family and uh yeah if in a way it is a gift to kind of not have the obligations of you know playing shows and Mm -hmm. just you know working i work like three part-time jobs to be able to support the music and Mm. Um, yeah, this, I, I definitely wouldn't have made this choice, um, probably if this, you know, the pandemic hadn't happened. So, yeah, but maybe it's sort of ultimately ended up being a good, a good move then. Yeah, I think so. Mm. And for now, yeah, it feels like the right thing. I don't know if I'll stay, um, forever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, forever is a long time. Yeah, it is. I'm not, yeah, not one to kind of make long-term visionary plans, I guess, just, mm-hmm. but yeah, for now I'm here. <laughs> well, we should mention you have a new record coming out too. So in all this yes. upheaval and all this changing around, you actually are coming out with a record, mm-hmm. um, No Medium, which is out on May 7th. I'm saying that because I don't exactly know if this will be up before or after, but if it's after yeah. and you're listening to this, then maybe you've heard it already, or maybe you can yeah. go hear it now. Um, so that comes out on May 7th on Spinster Sounds. Um, I read, I think I read, that you actually wrote the bulk of this record quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think I read that you you actually wrote most of it in 2019, which is quite mm-hmm. pre-pandemic. So did you record it a long time ago or did, or did you record a long time ago or did you just kind of hold off on those songs? I, I recorded it in the f- November of 2019. Okay. Um, so yeah, I wrote most of it in the beginning of 2019. I was supposed to do a tour in the UK with Jay Maskus in January. Then it got pushed back to May kind of last minute. Um, so f- I was kind of like, I, you know, I made all this time in my schedule in January. So a friend of friend in South Carolina had a house that they rent out really cheap to um, artists. So I went down there for two weeks and that's when I, I, I wrote or kind of, you know, wrote some new ones and put form to ones that I'd been working on. Um, but I hadn't really decided who I wanted to record with or how that was going to shake out, but definitely went there just focused to, to write, get lyrics out, melodies. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and then that summer I was on tour with my other band, Long Hots, and we were touring with the band David Nance Group. Um, and they're from Omaha, Nebraska. And we just, all, all of us, we hit it off like right away, just a family. It was one of the funnest tours I've ever been on. But at some point, I think it was midway through Dave was just like we, Dave Nance, he's, it's his, his band. Uh, he, <laughs> he uh, was like, we just, we want to be your backing band, you know, for your next Rosalie record. And I was honored. I, if anyone gets a chance to see these guys or listen to their record, they're just an, an incredible live band and they make great records. So I was, I said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> So then I, I went out there in Omaha in yeah November 2019. We recorded it in 10 days and in a basement. Uh, Jim Schroeder, he engineered it. He's just got this very minimal but smart setup. And yeah, um, you know, it was with the idea that it was probably like, oh, it'll come out sometime in 2020. <laughs> yeah finished mixing and you know like March I think was our last mixing session and then (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then everything (laughs) fell apart (laughs) yeah so did you put off the release because of the pandemic yeah definitely I mean part of it like I was debating like I was shopping it around a little bit and I put my last record out Trouble Anyway with Spinster but I was kind of shopping it around too and also thinking about self-releasing and but also we're just waiting because you know for the first part of it it just felt kind of like it was paralyzing in a way you know you don't want to it felt very wrong <laughs> to, mm-hmm. or weird to self-promote mm-hmm. um the, yeah just kind of the energy and enthusiasm that would maybe be there it felt like a, a necessary pause, just kind of like, well, I'm, I'm gonna hold back. It didn't feel like the right time for it either, just kind of the energy that the record has. Um, so yeah, I kind of wait, like even to get it to Spinster when I finally talked to them, I don't think I had really sent them the record till the summer of 2020. Um, 
And so then we just were like, okay, well, I think by next spring, it'll be a good time to release it. But yeah, it was definitely on pause because of COVID. And I assume because things are starting to get better that you can at least have like a vague idea of touring it now. Yeah. And that's, it's hard because, you know, I talked to a lot of friends who like, I've, you know, I've seen tours start to get booked and planned and it's a strange mix of like optimism and excitement for that. But also, you know, the pandemic is not over. No, of and course not. Also, we see in Michigan, like our cases are spiking mm. and I'm getting that my vaccination appointments next week. Um, <laughs> That's good. But yeah, it's a little bit, I, yeah, I'm tentative. I, I want to, like I miss touring so much and mm. I was especially excited to tour this record with, with that band, with the Nance guys. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit like, well, throw my hat in the ring and see like if there's something that comes out or shakes out to that would work. But I've always just booked my own shows for a long time. And, mm -hmm. you know, the network that I have and the smaller underground clubs, it's, uh, you know, some of them have closed and, you know, the healthy house show scene that used to happen, it, that one, you know, that's kind of, a big iffy scene so mm -hmm. yeah we'll see <laughs> <laughs> see but uh, yes though if you had released it say a year ago you know you would have been like all right I guess I'm gonna release this record and that's just gonna be the end yeah, of it and totally. maybe I'll start writing a new one eventually <laughs> but like at least now you can have this sort of abstract maybe cautious optimism of yes. what's to come maybe later this year at least yeah definitely and I I mean I do have the cautious optimism I mean I I even like texted the guys I was like so how would you guys feel about maybe <laughs> and everyone's like yeah you know they're like yeah, yeah. yeah. like well <laughs> you know this has been everyone's life for mm -hmm. so long and you know a big part of playing shows too is just the energy you feel when you're playing a show and of this of the space and the audience and I think a lot of people are kind of wondering what that's going to be like too if it's like sterile and nervous and with like pods yeah <laughs> <laughs> like very just yeah. very alien and weird right and I mean I'm sure that I'm sure there's going to be some like very poignant intense wonderful things too it's just yeah it's a lot it's it's a lot to kind of mull over but i i feel like it's gotta it's gonna push to get to that point mm -hmm. um people are craving it it's necessary i think too for you know music in general and the arts um it's been a big empty spot for, for people for the past year, year and a half. I know, I, 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 I do miss people touring and getting able, you know, being able to go out and see people play. I mean, I'm in, I'm in Connecticut, so we don't get, mm -hmm. you know, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Some people uh, skip us over from New York to Boston. It's pretty normal, but um, we've, you know, in the past four or five years, we've been doing a lot more and uh -huh. it was really nice for a while. And 
yeah, it's been, it's been sad not being able to go out. I mean, I haven't been to, I mean, the last show I went to wasn't even in Connecticut. It was in New York, but I haven't mm-hmm. been to a show since like maybe October of 2019. Yeah. You know, so like, mm-hmm. I, and I probably won't be going to one in the summer. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a very strange year. And I, and I, I feel so much um, for the venues, mm-hmm. especially the small ones. Yeah. It's been rough. It's- it's been very rough and them trying to, you know, figure out ways to stay open. And it's, it's hard. Cause that's where like everybody got their start, you know, these little venues and um, yeah. And then hopefully, you know, they're going to be bought out by like the big, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they lose character. I, I don't know. It's... Yeah, I don't, yeah, that could go any any direction. Like yeah. that could be a good thing, I guess, if they're bought by some nice group. But that seems <laughs> so like uh, I don't know if we're just being pessimistic, but it just seems unlikely. Yeah, it. it there's not a good track record for that no. kind of thing. Let's <laughs> no, there's really not. Um, and this does seem no medium does seem like a record. I mean, your last one does too. Um, to a degree, but I feel like no medium sounds like one that would be really, that would do really well in a live space. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there, it just, mm-hmm. it, it's, I don't know if it was recorded live. Um, for the, it, for it the feels most part, like it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. And I just yeah, feel we, like those songs would, would, would do very well on a stage with, you know, that energy going to and from the people watching. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's something that's palpable on the record. It's, we did most of it live, um, like all the rhythm, bass, drums, track live, um, and even some of the leads in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the, yeah, the energy is there. Um, that even like working with those guys because it was an existing band, that was kind of a big, you know portion in my head about it was like oh this is going to be so much fun to play this live and you know when you are touring the songs evolve in a live setting in a new way just kind of even kind of holding out that hope and vision for them how they would evolve um through that whole process um hopefully it will maybe in a couple years that'll happen (laughs) Maybe sooner. Yeah, maybe sooner. <laughs> I think I'm going to try to get to Omaha this summer and to at least um, maybe do some taping of live shows hmm. for streaming purposes. Um, just because so, it does feel anticlimactic to kind of have that energy building up and then you kind of can't <laughs> revisit <laughs> it in a, you know, replaying the songs. So. Yeah, or you, you know, end up waiting and making another record, and then it's yep. like, well, do we, are we kind of touring both now? Yeah, you know that immediacy is kind of gone from the first one, and yeah, I to- I totally get that. Maybe you can, maybe hopefully you can do some like outdoor shows. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, At least to get you know some shows out there. Yeah, we used to joke, Long Hots, my other band, we used to talk about just converting a van into a basically like you could open the doors and there's speakers and 
just roll out and play in a field. Sure. <laughs> you just don't need <laughs> do something like that. You like you don't even need the venue or the infrastructure. You can just spontaneously show up and play in an outdoor space. Totally. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Maybe you could do something like that. Impromptu tour. Yeah, and he is like conversion ban enthusiasts out there listening get a hold of me we can work together dm rosalie she wants yeah. to do it right so you mentioned no medium was recorded you know relatively quickly 10 days is mm -hmm. pretty quick um and also written rather quickly at least um the basics were written rather quickly so what were some of the inspirations behind these songs if they kind of came seemingly quite naturally um well it's there've been thoughts and things that have been mulling around for a long time. And you know, I kind of keep strange journals where <laughs> just write down things or like, you know, voice memos. And mm. so it's a lot of like piecing together things, I guess, that had been go going on in my head or life stuff um, for the past, I guess, since the last record or maybe before that, but um to write so it to kind of finalize songs in the moment uh without distraction that that's when kind of things become became more clear of what i was getting at um some of the inspirations uh well definitely like really you know love but thinking about love using like the love song as a way to talk about things that are greater um mm -hmm. i mean what's greater than love but <laughs> that are bigger beyond bigger than the relationship or something um because it's people can connect to that emotion and those feelings but um yeah using that trope i guess um mm -hmm to talk about a lot about self-discovery, um, personal self-love, uh, had a, the past few years of were, um, I, I got out of a, an engagement that was not a right, a good situation for me. So kind of just taking a break from that and doing a lot of self-reflection. Um, also there's a song about addiction, um, is that pour over ice yes <laughs> i mean obviously but <laughs> yeah just is it definitely... hard for you to write songs like that that sort of baldly personal in a way i mean i definitely write things that are personal but do it something do it in a way that's a little veiled or poetic but that this is kind of the first time that i'm like this is about this you know mm -hmm. that's feeling vulnerable about it but um, I think it's good to, to name it, you know, to, I know a lot of people struggle with it and, um, I've been sober now for about 14 months, but mm. I wrote and recorded the song probably in, probably in the heaviest drinking period of my life. <laughs> uh, so it was uh, the that feeling and energy behind it was very real and definitely 
I was still in the struggle, the mm -hmm. throes of it. Do you, um, do you think writing songs like that and, and other personal songs, do you feel that it sometimes is sort of like an expulsion of that, of those demons? Mm, yeah, I would, I think so. Um, Sorry, it's raining here. I'm sure you can hear it. <laughs> I can hear it in my microphone. Oh yeah, a little bit. Sorry. Anyway, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was snowing here a little bit earlier. But... Oh geez, yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're about I'm about to get a thunderstorm, so we'll probably hear a few rolls of thunder too. All right, you might hear my puppy howl downstairs. <laughs> my dog will probably bark too. It's just all the sounds. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Anyway, um, I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it is in a way an expulsion of it, and then also, you know, putting it out there publicly. It's like, I I don't feel like shame or anything. It's nothing to, or shame about. I don't, um, but it's still kind of, well, yeah, it definitely, I think writing the song and um, sharing it and say, and actually being like, oh yeah, the song is about, cause it, you could just be like, well, the song is about, it's a love it's a bad love song you know mm -hmm. it's a relationship gone wrong but to yeah just because it's really a conversation with myself um yeah it kind of helped me in a way to slow slow my roll and <laughs> no I, I think I knew at the time too like I was coming to a point where I had to stop drinking and um I think, yeah, it definitely helped. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine writing about something that personal could be an aid in some way. And then also, I, mm -hmm. I could also imagine being very n nervous to release a song like that. <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking of myself yeah. now because I also, I mean, I'm also a, a songwriter and I, I, I do write personally, but mostly, as you said before, like veiled you know, mm -hmm. abstracted. So when you do write something that is just so straightforwardly personal and about something that's, you know, a personal struggle too, like not even, it's not even like you're writing about, oh, I found this great love, you know, it's like a struggle, right. like, you know, that I would, I would be nervous to release that, but there's also a power in releasing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, leading up to even announcing the record, I was feeling the, like super anxious about it mm -hmm. in a way that I hadn't with my other records. Did you ever consider taking it off? I, no, I mean, I was like, I want this one to be a single. Like I was, like, <laughs> well, I was adamantly <laughs> moving forward. Cause I was like, also it's a, I think it's a ripper, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like... it's one of the like loudest rockiest <laughs> yeah. songs on the album for sure. And it's, it, it's catchy and it's, you know, I'm playing the lead on that song. It's, so it just feels like I I was like, well, I, I'm really proud of this song. I'm stoked about it. And I think it was just like the overall, the whole record is very personal mm -hmm. and it's raw, it's lusty. It's like, it's pretty and, and direct, I feel. And so I think I was feeling like anxiety over that, the mm -hmm. whole thing. And um. There's something about, I think, being so open and I don't know, using the word, word vulnerable sometimes feels, it's just been, I don't know, overused in a way that don't, 
because I feel I find power in that for yeah. sure. But raw, maybe. Yeah, definitely raw. Like straightforward. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like I like. Oh, is this corny? Is this? <laughs> <laughs> or like, am I? Am I? Yeah. How you know the the, the other end of like how is it going to be received? which is not something that I go into when I'm making the music mm -hmm. that I think about. But then when it's like, okay, I'm you're kind of just handing off your, your child into mm -hmm. the world. And you're like, okay, now what that, yeah, the weeks leading up, I was feeling like shaky and totally having like weird anxiety panic attacks. <laughs> <laughs> but then once it was actually out, it, it was like, total total joy and lightness it was a very strange um as like emotions and i couldn't even going into it, i was like i don't know why i'm feeling this way like i i am proud of the record and that's all that matters like it's just kind of and i think it's because of you know maybe talking about things like alcoholism and you know there's a song about it you know there's death and mm -hmm. just mistakes and regret and he, yeah being being public <laughs> yeah. about about things in a way that yeah but it feels good it is powerful and um i i feel i feel the strength from it i feel in a way like on a personal like I, okay I, I feel like I leveled up in, in my per, in my being <laughs> that's a nice way to put it though yeah <laughs> it's also I mean I was gonna actually talk about um the album cover mm. um a bit later but you're making me wonder now if that was sort of purposeful because this is your first at least solo album cover where we kind of see your whole face yeah you know like your first one if i remember was a, a drawing yeah and then drawing the, my little sister made yeah oh i didn't know that that's nice yeah. <laughs> and then trouble anyway was profile and this one's pretty straight on is is mm -hmm. that was that was there a conscious choice behind that um not really it was kind of I I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted the cover to look like. And um, I did a shoot with my friend Constance meant she did the last cover um, for Trouble Anyway. And she's a talent, a really talented photographer. And we were looking at like these like pulp covers and um, it was like a mix between like this, we call them the pulp priestess, these tarot cards. Mm -hmm like the Alistair Crowley deck. I don't know if you're familiar with the art that's on there, but no, just like this very like, something like this lusty energy, powerful, but also really contrasting lighting. And I love the photos. I've been using them for press, but it just felt um, maybe a little too glamorous in a way for the, for the shoot. Um, but I wanted that energy and even going before we shot that I asked my friend Bridget um, who's also a photographer but she grew up riding horses and I was I wanted a horse I was like I, I feel like a horse is the right energy for this. yeah I was gonna ask what about the horses like <laughs> yeah. why the horses and she was like oh no I because I, I you know I texted her I was like do you have a horse <laughs> <laughs> 
She's like, I don't know. I was like, oh, okay. But then after, so after the shoot I did with Constance, it was, I think it was the next day. She was like, I totally forgot. Like the stable that I grew up riding and the horse that I used to ride, like she's an old mare now, but she's still there. And I talked to the owner. She said, we can, we can come up and, and use the horse and do a shoot. So I was, so we we did it's like an hour away from the from Philadelphia and I haven't been on a horse since I was I I don't even know a kid <laughs> and it was it was amazing I had the best day I was so sore the next day but <laughs> just like we took a lot of shots like on the horse but there was so we took some you know just standing next to it and I saw as soon as I saw that photo that she sent, I was like, that's it, 100%. Mm. And I seeing them all together, I was like, yeah, this works kind of like as a good, as a good um, successive image because of I'm slightly turning more to the audience. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I love like how my hand is just on the horse and the horse is cropped. It was just like- it, I know, it, I love that the horse's head isn't in the frame. Yeah, and but like, so it just felt like the right, the connection to this powerful animal, this energy and the uncertainty and like the green of the pond that's back there. Um, yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is it. And I kind of like mocked some other covers up, but the whole time I was like, no, this is it. <laughs> uh yeah and i don't know it just it worked so it wasn't really a plan other than the horse mm -hmm. <laughs> just needed a horse <laughs> the horse and that energy is kind of just being in communion with it well um, horses also i mean they have they're so strong but they're also very soft and kind of mm -hmm. graceful um almost like they are unaware of this immense power that they have yeah. So I feel like that I could see how that sort of goes along with maybe some of your um, vibes that you were you were trying to get across on this record. Definitely. It, um, and like being on the horse, like feeling it and like the subtlety of just being able to one balance on the horse and you can just start to feel like every little muscle movement and twitch and how it's walking. It's just like you start yeah, to feel this can total connection mm. with this like strong, powerful animal that's like basically at rest, but you could you can feel <laughs> feel like at any moment. And actually, yeah. did fall off the horse. She oh no, <laughs> she got spooked, and I it was like really I didn't hurt myself or anything. But that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but that entered that feeling of like oh at any moment she could just decide to run. And um, I don't know. It's a it's a strong a strong energy to kind of that's just I don't know. That's like um, contained. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the like the potential energy. So I which I felt yeah matched the record, um, matched what I was feeling. Um, just personally kind of, you know, making life changes too. And like, mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite song off the record? Ooh, it's hard. Cause they all kind of have 
different um, memories attached to them, but mm -hmm. I go back and forth. Like, so I, so the last song on the record, Tender Heart, is actually a very old song. Um, it's from like early 2000s. I was in a, oh, wow. an improv, improv duo. And I, it was kind of the first time that I just, like I sang, I sang a song fully formed in the moment. And that's where that song came out of. Um, I came back and later wrote the second verse that's in there, but the rest of it was from a total free improv that it stuck with me. It's just been, in, it's been with me since, I don't know, I guess 15 years or something. Um, so that one holds a, a place in my heart. Um, I, I really like mouth the first single, mm -hmm. um, and all this lightning, uh, that's a song I'm, I'm proud of. It's pretty stripped down on the record, but it's like a happy love song. <laughs> <laughs> We need more of those. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of not even about, it was like a very casual situation, but ooh, is that thunder? Yeah. <laughs> All this lightning. Exactly, very <laughs> like, timely. <laughs> and actually that that song, like that refrain that came off, um, I was on tour for my last record and I was driving from, I was in... Tennessee well no Kentucky I was in Lexington and then I was driving to meet friends outside of Louisville and there had been a tornado that night with several tornadoes so I was driving across the mountains and like this I've never seen lightning like this it was just like everywhere just there's down like heavy rain this lightning was just zipping across the sky and I turned tuned into like a garage rock station and it was so thrilling that I just felt like uh, I wasn't scared at all, even though it was, you know, a dangerous <laughs> mm -hmm. drive and situation. It was this feeling of like, well, oh, this lightning ain't frightening to me. And thinking about, you know, when you have like a strong connection with somebody, it almost feels that way. Like there's like energy and this lightning you feel between yourself and another person. And, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's not, it's not nothing to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that one's up there. And then I also go back to like whisper a lot. That one I love. Just so love. even though this is quite a band record, um, could you play, I'm assuming you could play all of these songs solo. Yeah, I think so. Way. Yeah. I mean, I wrote them all just like on mm -hmm. me and a guitar. Um, yeah, and I, I, I've mostly done solo touring, just doing like local shows with band, because I tend to like, have a big band, <laughs> put all these people together. It's just not, it's never been financially feasible for me to tour a big band. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I could, they just, I think, inevitably sound and feel different. But I, mean, I don't think that's a problem. It just, no, no. Um, yeah, they tend to be more stripped down. And 
you mentioned before when we were talking about pour over ice that it's sort of this like barn burner kind of rock song Mm -hmm. um there are there are a couple um you know it's kind of like the album has like two modes almost like there's sort of the more angular rocky songs like that one or bones um Mm -hmm. and then there are the more strip back songs like all this lightning or your shadow or the closer Mm -hmm. um is there a mode or like a a vibe that you're more or less comfortable with or do you enjoy kind of existing like coexisting in those two worlds i oh i enjoy coexisting in them mm-hmm. um for i guess like as a guitarist like i tend i like i like to shred like i like <laughs> i like loud music i and for that kind of catharsis or um I don't yeah but as a singer it's always been harder for me to sing in a like a a loud way mm-hmm. like I've always just been like kind of a a slow you know tonal singer um and so pushing that was was a challenge for me in a, a bit of a way just because I'm like I start to feel like I don't have control over my voice but I, that's the whole point sure <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah let loose um so yeah I definitely like being in both and I mean and that's kind of like a reference to the title of the record no mm, I was gonna ask about that what that yeah. really what that title means to you <laughs> well it means a, a lot of things but um I got it from a I was reading Jane Eyre Hmm. um which I'd I'd never read before and so that was last fall and there's a there's a quote in there and it's like oh I I know no medium and it's basically she's talking about her interactions with different people like she's either it's like either passive or takes over but the like the idea of like not I personally like having no medium like oh yeah I feel that (laughs) I I don't I'm either all or nothing. I I drink too much or I'm sober. Like mm-hmm. I <laughs> I I love intensely or I'm you know I I go totally secluded hermit and uh just kind of feeling that and the same with the the music that's there. There's like there's this quiet gentleness and then there's this raging uh yeah, barn burner is a great, you know, this fiery, fiery energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then also I liked, you know, that medium can also mean a psychic. Like, oh, that's true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or the, you know, so there's no, like, there's no seeing into the future. And there's also a medium being, you know, the materials that you work with to, mm-hmm create art or express yourself um i never thought about how multifaceted yeah, that word it is, is. <laughs> it's it means a lot and also my last name is middleman which <laughs> okay it's like kind of close <laughs> so that's just like on a little bit of a funny you know the I don't know, little you almost could have called it like no middle no middle yeah no medium but although like my, medium. my i'm an english teacher so my english teacher heart is very happy that it's a Jane Eyre quote. <laughs> That's a nice yes. touch. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, it's such a good book. I was like a little ashamed it took me, you know, I'm in my 30s. 
it's nice when there's a a classic by a woman there's not that many that we read in schools and stuff no it's it's nice and it's actually good it's so good recommend it to anyone who hasn't read it but what was funny is so emily hillard who's one of the label my label moms i call them she's (laughs) her and sally i have um spinster and so we'd been talking about the record i was like i'm calling it no medium and then i think it was a week later she sent me she's like oh i'm reading jane Eyre," (laughs) (laughs) and she's like no medium in jane Eyre," and i was like this is crazy i just finished jane Eyre, and that's where i got it from (laughs) 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 kind of the the kismet of right. kind of both of us reading it vaguely at the same time and she's and that she caught it so yeah That's it's funny. a great book it is a good <laughs> book i i admit maybe this is embarrassing for me to admit but i actually have not read weathering heights the other oh, bronte yeah um i probably should have by now <laughs> but i never yeah. read it in school and then i i haven't ever had a class where i needed to teach it so all yeah. I know is, you know, Kate Bush. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's me, Kathy. Kathy. Like, that's all I know. <laughs> I, I haven't read Wuthering Heights either. There's a lot of classics that I missed. Me that... too. If I didn't read it in school and I haven't taught it, I I haven't yeah. gotten, like, I, I, as an English teacher and then as a graduate student too, like, I haven't really ever had the time or the energy to kind of read something additionally, you yeah. know? So if I haven't come across it naturally, it's on my shelf waiting. Yep. <laughs> I'm one of those people who constantly buys used books that I haven't read. And then I just put them on my shelf and I maintain not reading them. And yeah, I have that problem. I go too. years and <laughs> don't read them one yeah. day. Then, then a book, then books will like draw me in. If I, cause I usually will start, I'll like have five books I'm reading at mm-hmm. once and then forget about three of them and then <laughs> come back to them. So <laughs> I know I do that too. When I, when I am reading, that's definitely what I do. Yeah. Um, so this is, we said this, uh, I don't know if we said this, but no medium is your third record. Mm-hmm. Um, your first one came out back in 2016 and that was, so you've been formally releasing at least solo uh, Rosalie records for five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering what is different for you now versus when you were starting with Out of Love and how do you feel now about those earlier songs? Hmm. Good question. Um, well, what's different? Um, a lot of things are different. I am older and wiser. <laughs> Check. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, well, I think maybe from an artistic perspective, it's like, so when I, those songs for Out of Love, I, I'd i been writing a lot of those for years. And I, my, my public music making was experimental music. And I just kind of was quietly keeping the fact that I was writing songs to myself, but it was just something I was doing. Um, and then I, I got to a point where it just, I felt like the pressure had built and I was like, I have to, I, I just, I have to release these songs cause it feels, I just feel like this, this intense stagnation where, you know, you have this work, you're 
creating and then it's got to like come out it's got to be the release valve and then move on it kind of feels like they feel like growth stages in a way Mm -hmm. um so those songs are like a collection of like yeah written from I i don't even know when i started but a long time um so even by the time i kind of recorded them they were just old friends um and i still i they're i i love a lot of the songs some of them i've forgotten how to play but (laughs) (laughs) that's natural (laughs) it's because i like a little you know like oh this is i don't know if this is one i really would ever play live kind of feeling but some of them i still play for sure um and that was a very diy record to make um with my friend gerhardt kerner it was just the two of us we just like pieced chipped away at it for a few months um yeah now i think i think maybe now i have more confidence um and maybe it, i i know i mentioned like the anxiety before releasing a record but i think like the anxiety of even like how do i do this how do i even make a record was there in the first <laughs> yeah. like okay so then i record okay we record the songs and then now what yeah <laughs> like that whole kind of process and um now it's like okay I've, i i understand how how this all works i i know more about the recording process itself like i can sp- i know how to hold my own you know and talking to people i'm working with and making you know not not that this really happened with gerhard or anything but just like you know speaking your mind and which is sometimes hard for women in music, like mm-hmm. <laughs> to be taken seriously. Like, oh, this is what I want to do. And no, we're not going to do that. And just feeling very comfortable um, and trusting my instincts and my gut with it. Um, like that part isn't, I don't feel apprehension about that anymore, which is, feels huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I think a big change for me too was, um, I don't know if you're familiar with, I've mentioned long hots a couple of times, but it's mm-hmm. a, a rock trio I had in Philly, um, with my friends, Eva Killinger who was in the band space in and Catherine Lippman, who was in a band called hothead. And we, uh, Eva and I became roommates after both of our like, relationships dissolving and kind of started this cathartic band, but that was very heavy rock and like rock and roll boogie, garage rock, velvet underground kind of vibe and playing. And so that was formed, I guess, in 2000, how was it, 2017? Maybe. It's when I moved in with Eva, I think around that time. Um, <laughs> what is uh, timelines are so weird i can't even i know keep track of especially now (laughs) i know um a few years ago but so playing in that context and in that way of 
it's very high energy. Like I didn't sing at all in the band other than a little bit of harmonies. But so just kind of like being noisy and ecstatic um, really like changed my approach to a lot of things in my life. I would, that band really saved my life in a lot of ways. Um, just out of like depression and uh, so that like being in that setting going into this record with no medium was definitely I had this new kind of whole new like attitude and arsenal about what I could do how who I was and a lot of people just thought I like oh she's she's a folk musician mm-hmm. and I never identified as that not that I have anything against folk like I grew up heavily immersed in folk music my, both my parents are musicians and mm-hmm. I mean that's definitely a formative thing but I'm like oh I, I mean I, I, I play pop music I don't know shoegaze like it's a psychedelic country shoegaze is kind of <laughs> more like, but and so, so I think maybe the public like how I was perceived started to change a little bit too and that helps helped me come out of let's say a shell but just kind of own it mm-hmm. own all these aspects of myself and um not trying to i don't try to make music for any specific genre i don't go in even when i'm writing a song kind of be like oh i kind of want it to sound like this i don't make references it's kind of just like what feels right and I'm a very like instinctual person and so kind of yeah claiming that that energy and all of these aspects of myself um able to channel it into this into this record is this the most confident you've felt about a record yet i think so yeah i mean i felt really confident about (laughs) (laughs) what kind of (laughs) um oh what kind of dog do you have standard poodle oh yeah, there's nothing here i don't know what she's burning at. Uh, the thunder mm. maybe um yeah i mean i i felt really confident about trouble anyway too just like i was really proud of this the songs and i thought everyone who played on that record it's just like really great philly friends um, but as far as like a... I'm going to close my door <laughs> and yell at her a bit. Hang on one second. All right. She's crazy. Anyway. That's all right. I got it. My puppy's crazy too. She's a husky. Oh, geez. I know they're full yeah. of energy too. Oh my gosh. It's nonstop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as far as like a, a whole record goes, I yeah i feel i felt confident even though i was saying before i felt this like weird anxiety over it but maybe it is just because it feels like uh a departure it feels or you know a a new version of myself um that okay now it's out there in the world to be picked apart let's see (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah and i think also partly because the making of the record was a very like it it felt like a a family affair with those guys so Mm. um it was kind of like easy to make it felt very natural um 
so that helps kind of put a you know a, a comforting <laughs> blanket over you yeah. you know like oh i've got this team on you know this band and the energy is there it just felt very tight and loose at the same time well I'm excited for people to hear it. I'm sure you are too, especially after yeah. essentially kind of, for lack of better words, you're, I mean, sort of sitting on these songs for quite a while. Um, yes. And now, you know, now you get to actually <laughs> release them for people to hear. Yeah. And hopefully I'm, you get to play some shows. I hope so. It's my goal. I think, I think it'll happen, you know, even if it's a little bit down the line yeah i mean it will it's just yeah it's it's a matter of when and exactly what it will look like yeah don't want to be the guinea pig for the <laughs> i know there's people booking shows like so soon and i'm like i, I don't know guys <laughs> i know i mean i get it if it's outdoor sure um, though i swear some of them aren't and i'm like no, i think not. we're being a little hopeful here I know. But, I think people are just feeling over it, but it's not over. It's not, <laughs> unfortunately, but it will be soon, I hope, and I believe. Yeah. And then you'll get to tour this record. I mean, you, you, you know, you wrote these songs not too long after um, Trouble Anyway came out. Mm -hmm. um, is that, are you, a, are you a quick writer? Are you a prolific sort of writer? Kind of. It's like, I, I already have like a ton of songs. Yeah, that, that was kind of making, where I was going. <laughs> but they're not they're not there yet, you know. It's yeah. like I'm a I'm sure a lot of people musicians I like a voice memo it to my phone. Mm -hmm. So I have like yeah, tons of you know riffs and songs but then they're just like they're not I haven't spent the time yet to be like okay. Here it is. Here's So I'm usually like really messy and slow mm. <laughs> leading up you know like kind of amassing a library for you know material and ideas and then I usually have to like have a deadline so mm -hmm. like kind okay let's piece them all together yeah and then I'm like okay I'll finish this because even for this last record I I was sending the guys like Oh, here's my demo, but the demo is me just kind of mumbling things <laughs> <laughs> over over the guitar parts and like some of the songs didn't have finished lyrics. But yeah, they're like, and then gonna, we're gonna need more. <laughs> yeah, so on the air, the the plane flying to Omaha, I was like just listening back to all my takes and kind of like, okay, all right, here's the song, like lyrics done, like mm -hmm. finishing it quickly then. But well, you can just, you can yeah. kind of go with instinct in that way too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Rosalie. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you so, so much for talking to me today through all the noise. <laughs> oh, it's great. It was such a pleasure. It was such a pleasure. Um, no Medium is out May 7th. Perhaps it's already out in this future world. I'm not <laughs> sure, but hopefully if it is, people will go listen to it. Um, and I'm I'm so glad I got to talk to you about it today. Yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah, we got to chat about it. I really appreciate it. Yeah, me too. Thank you very much. It's been, it's been a, a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Take Have care. a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Bye. Mm -hmm.